So the key right now for us, the goal over this next year is to get to 3,000 transactions across the board from customers, which will take us to around a million in revenue by next July. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Omar Chowdhury. He founded FeedSauce in 2018 after running an agency to 600000 bucks in annual revenue with nine people, and then noticing that all their customers were always interested in content more than anything. They accidentally had built a speedy system for creating product photos in their agency and used this model to pivot to FeedSauce and provide custom product photos for brands in 72 hours. Now they're building a marketplace to open the platform to all creators around the world. Omar, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, of course. All right. So what Pleasure did you to be here? Thanks for having me. What did you very few people have the courage to shut down an agency doing six hundred thousand dollars a year to go all in on a marketplace SaaS product? Is the agency still running today? No, it's not. We we ran it uh for about another six months before I realized that it's too difficult to try and focus on two different things and just went all in on feed source uh around Around 2019, early 2019. Okay, so all in on feed source. So, I mean, did you literally just shut the agency down? Just told all your customers, sorry, we're shutting down? Yeah, um, it was a bit of both, to be honest. Um, we had some accounts that were due for renewal, and we thought, you know what, it's not worth us kind of renewing those contracts. And secondly, we started to gain a bit of momentum with what we were doing with feed source. So, it made it a bit easier for us to kind of make the shift as well. And a bit, um, because the, we still created content in the agency, um, it, it facilitated a facilitated us a bit better in terms of our team as well. So 2019 is when you got this thing going. And how many people are on the team today? Uh, there are uh, one, two, about five of us. Five. And how many engineers? Yeah. Uh, two. Two. And any quota-carrying yeah. sales reps or no? Uh, so we have a sales and support person who works remotely for us, uh, still in the UK as well, but she works full-time for us remotely. Quota or no? Quota? Are they on a quota? Do they have a sales target? Oh, I got you. Okay. Uh, no. So she works, uh, she doesn't employ you, but then she works on a commission structure as well. I see. So we incentivize her on kind of sales she manages to close too. I see. Okay. Let's dive into the product because first off, a website is gorgeous. Your product shot 1 million ways. So is this really a metadata play? You're creating the image and then, and then sticking in on these metadata feeds so it shows up good on Amazon, on Shopify, and wherever else they publish? Uh, well, every photo is actually handmade. So that's one of the kind of the key anchors of this is it's literally created by photographers. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, so we we kind of, when we say speedy system, um, if you think of it like McDonald's, like a drive-through, you go through window one, you say, hey, this is my product, this is the type of photos I want, this is the style I like, which we call recipes. Um, and you go to window two, you drop off your product, and window three, you collect your photos. So it's that kind of uh, kind of concept, but, but in a digital format. Okay, well, so explain this to me, right? Because you, you've sort of, you've done this in a very unique way. T- to make this thing modular, it has to be very visual. And you've sort of said, hey, does your product shot want to look like an influencer's bedroom? Does it want to look like our, our block concept where it's like triple layer could be different colors? You've got some sort of other concepts as well. Walk through sort of how this works. Right. So um, effectively, there is, it's very simple. What we've done is we've created these pre-made recipe styles because what we learned very early on is that brands themselves don't know what they want. And especially our target consumer is your SMB. So it's people that, you know, stand and consume good products, but people that might be drop shipping or, you know, your average Shopify seller that started a product and wants to launch it. Um, and a lot of times these people, first of all, creating a product is new for them. But on top of that, it's very unlikely that, that they'll have many creative talents and be able to actually create the content that competes with your L'Oreal and Dior's of the world. And we have that background. So you'd come on, you'd find a recipe, you like it, you tell us how many photos you want, you send it, and then from there, you can select the sizes you want. And then one thing that's really worked well for us is we actually pick up your product the next day. So we're offering that in the UK right now, but we'll be expanding it globally now too, where we come and collect your product, it comes to our studio, and you have your photos within 48 to 72 hours after that. So what I see right now, I'm looking at you with the Feed Sauce logo on your thing. You guys have a studio yeah. there in that office somewhere, and you actually have to get all these products. If someone pays you, they have to get the product to you somehow physically. That's correct. So right now we've had the entire infrastructure built here. Um, but this, we really wanted to make more of a concept for us to test the model. Because as you know, when you're starting something out, and especially pivoting, you know, everything's high risk. So we wanted to make sure we can control as much of the, the input and output as possible. But now that we've got our model completely refined, we're now scaling this out into a marketplace where creators from all around the world will be able to sign up and use the platform a bit like, you know, being a host on Airbnb, for example. And then brands from around the world will be able to tap in and get their content done too. Got it. So, the, you know, the, the way I would argue that this is currently done is a brand like Glossier might find a bunch of influencers on Instagram who already take great images and just send them free product and then have the rights to use that content, UGC themselves. Your model is, hey, Glossier, listen, just ship us your product. We'll take these professional shots and you can use them on billboards or your own marketing any way you want, but you're paying us a fixed price per image. Is that accurate? That's correct. And that's so interesting. You mentioned that right now as well, because one of our advisors runs, a, runs, one, of the, runs one of the most successful influencer agencies here in the UK. And what we learned from them is that 30% of the influencer content transactions that are happening now are actually just for your standard kind of pack shots or, or flat lay type shots like that influencer bedroom yeah. because brands don't know where to go. And they're paying on average $1,400 per shot to an influencer. Not for any exposure. These are people with less than 2,000 followers or people that can just create good content. Um, and we're really, you know, a, a, a huge fraction of that price, you know. So um, that's why it's becoming a lot more attractive to then bring those brands into our ecosystem instead of having to go to influencers. So, okay, a couple of questions. Your pricing page is very simple, almost too simple. Simple, like simple, scary. So let me just ask a couple <laughs> questions. Can a brand pay you just to do one image? Can they pay you just 30, 30 euros for one image? Um, so we have a minimum of three photos that you can order. Uh, however, we are just launching tomorrow 
the ability for brands to get a sample, one sample photo for free. So if you want, you send your product in and we just create the shot for you. And if you like it, you can order more. If you don't, there's no cost to you. Okay. So, um, I guess, let me ask you on average, how many images are you creating per customer that signs up? So on average, brands will order anywhere between nine to 15 photos. Our kind of average order value is somewhere around 400 pounds. Okay. And do they do that consistently? Like, is this a SaaS play? Can you rely on them paying you 400 bucks or 400 pounds every month? So we actually started off as a subscription model. Uh, So very early on, we did that. And we noticed this kind of concept called ad fatigue or content fatigue. What happens is brands tend to over-purchase. So what happens is you say, hey, I need 30 photos because I'm going to put one a day on Instagram. That's their method of thinking. And what they realize is they can't actually do that. They then have too much content sitting there. And now we look like the bad guy. Like we've almost taken too much money from them. But when we switched the model into a pay-as-you-go model, we had huge retention. So we saw that anywhere between 40 to 60% of our customers were coming back. And they're coming back because they're now ordering at their leisure and they are then ordering the photos based on their business needs. And now we've made our experience a lot more of an intuitive experience for them, hence the platform where they can kind of plug in and buy as they need and the photos just appear on their dashboard. So Omar, in July, let's take full month of July, how many unique brands paid you at least a dollar? Oh, wow. Ah, July. Uh, I'd say around 50. Okay, around 50. Got it. And and so they are paying on average, you said, for like 9 to 15 photos. So what does that translate? Like last month, total top line revenue was about what? So total top line revenue last month was probably around 6,000. Okay, 6,000. So, yeah. Got That's it. Right. So, so so what does yeah. that come out to? That's like they're paying you like 150, 160, well, 100 to 150 bucks a month. Um, so yeah, it, it averages out. The thing is the, how we work on the model we work on right now is we, we're just very early revenue as well, by the way, because we've been iterating the product for a while. So we were really testing different, different pricing structures. So the key right now for us, the goal over this next year is to get to 3000 transactions across the board from customers, which will take us to around a million in revenue by next July. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our target right now. We're working towards that. And a large part of that is actually implementing the, the platform ecosystem as well, which allows the content to be scalable. Right now, it's a very manual process where the product has to come here and be shot here. But as soon as we can start bringing in creators from around the world, it becomes a lot more interesting for brands too. You look, you're, and this is a compliment, your website, you look way bigger and more mature than what you actually are in terms of revenue. Have you guys invested a crap ton into this thing? Like, did you raise a bunch of money for this? Oh, thanks so much. Uh, no, I am a designer myself. So uh, my actual background, yeah. So I'm a UI UX designer kind of by trade. So what I did is I was freelancing since I was 18 and then put a bu- bunch of money into the agency, around the agency. And obviously when we pivoted the agency, like you mentioned, we were doing around a million dollars in uh, in revenue in the agency. And then we flipped it into this model, which gave us some cash to run through into this. So up to date now, we probably invested around a quarter of a million pounds, uh, probably around $400,000 into the platform over the last two or three years just to be able to have it running at this level in terms of, you know, could be the, the infrastructure, the, 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 the physical space as well. Yep. But no, no outside capital. No, no. Yeah. We're, actually, we're, actually, we're actually raising right now. It's funny you say that. We're in the middle of fundraising at the moment. So we're in talks with various investors uh, trying to, you know, raise our first round. So it's a very interesting time because post-pandemic, we've had a huge influx of businesses that are coming to us because they have funds and grants to use. And, and of course, e-commerce has surged. 
Um, and on the other end, on our supply side, creators are, are, are really available because a lot of them have either been furloughed, they're out of work, um, or they just have no way of getting work and they can't open up studios and go to weddings and things like that. So there's lots of revenue being missed out from them. And the greatest thing is they have all their inventory, they have the cameras, they're set up and ready to go. So if we can just plug in an order system, they can literally just accept work on, then that, that works really well with what we're doing. So we've got a huge advantage in that because we've been building this for two years without even knowing a pandemic was coming and other pandemics hit and all the, the indicators are, are, are working in our favor. So we're really trying to raise now and start scaling this very quickly. How much are you hoping to raise? So we look to raise a million dollars right now Okay, at now, this current stage. You have yeah. to obviously sell like hell to make sure you raise at a valuation where you guys don't get diluted like crazy. What would be like your dream valuation to raise at? Well, we're raising at a $5 million valuation right now. Okay. Pre so or post? We're, we're pre. Okay. Got it. So a million, yeah. five, five pre, six million posts. So you're selling caught a little less than 20% of the company. That's right. So the reason we're doing that as well is we've got a few, you know, things that are really working in our favor. We've, we've got a great relationship with Facebook. We've had a relationship with the head of ecosystem and partnerships there for the last two years. They've been really interested in what we're building and uh, they see a tremendous opportunity with what we're doing and their ad product. Uh, because if you think about Facebook's ad product, that's a huge part of their revenue. But when you actually go to their interface for uploading your creative, there isn't a way for you to just have your content plugged in. You know, they have all the partnership deals with your stock companies, your shutter stocks of the world, which is no use to anyone in this modern economy. And we've come in and we're like, look, if we just actually, in, let's say we implemented our interface ideally within that structure and you give brands custom content to now use for their ads, that's a tremendous kind of value add for them. So they're super interested. And one of our uh, co-founders is um, the, the head of marketing at, at Apple as well. So we've got tremendous asset there from a growth perspective. So we're just trying to bring that all together now, be able to hire um, and start scaling this out now. Do you have creators that you've paid at least a dollar to already on the platform or is that still, but you're still working on that? Very few, very few, like less than, less than five. Okay. So let me, let yeah. me just like, let's fast forward a year. Let's say, there's a creator in, in Nashville, Tennessee, or here in the United States who has his home studio. You've sent them like the boxes, templates, so they can get the background. Like they have everything, the inventory. Uh, somebody like Procter & Gamble says, I want shots of this new toothpaste, and they get do it through your platform. This creator in Tennessee says, I'll take those toothpaste shots. You then basically have to make sure that Procter & Gamble sends the actual physical product to the Tennessee location so that studio can take the shots and upload. Is that accurate? That's correct. And and so like, again, I know this isn't built yet, but like, let's just walk through that model for a second. If Procter & Gamble is paying $30 per toothpaste shot, what margin do you think you'll be able to give the creator? So creators are working on a 60% margin of the actual cost. <coughs> <coughs> sorry, excuse me. No, of the actual uh, order, order value. So the, sorry, uh, creators are working on a 60% model. So it's a 60-40 model in the, in the favor of the creator. So they would get 60% of the total order value. Um, so whatever they order in terms of photos, um, they can literally see in the ecosystem what their commission is. And the, the, the platform will actually allow creators to manage their own income as well. So they can work and get paid when they want and everything's done on their terms. It's really allowing them to be self-serving rather than having to work for us like an independent contractor or something like that. But they're not going to be full-time. No. Yeah. Be, they can work on their own terms. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, so they'll be a con, they'll be an independent contractor. 
Oh yeah, yeah, but no. But in terms of uh, not from a formal sense of them invoicing us is what I yeah, mean. I like they can kind of use a platform as they want, just the way a driver would on Uber. You work on and off as you want, make as much or as little money as you want as well. So let's say that 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 photographer in Tennessee that has the inventory. Let's say her name is Shelly, and she does the Procter mm-hmm. and Gamble toothpaste shots. She could basically upload those to her uh, feed sauce portfolio and then Procter and Gamble could actually select her for their next product shots because they look at her historical work. Is that is that how it works or are you going to do the matching? So uh, how it works is on one end, we do have a portfolio uh, system and that comes around bec- uh, from the concept that the way a lot of brands discover uh, creators right now is by going to Instagram, finding them and then having to literally message them, negotiate. Yep. And what we learn both from brands and creators and especially from creators is they hate doing the business side of it. A lot of them are introverts. They don't know how to negotiate, what to negotiate, and it can kind of be quite daunting for them. So by building this internalized system, we're now going to have a portfolio area where let's say Shelly can show all the photos that she's done, which are associated to specific recipes that we offer. And then brands can say, hey, I just want more of this. And straight away, she can get that request to do that, that work. But she can also accept work on her terms. So if she goes into our platform, she can see all the shoots available based on an algorithm so we know how we can uh, match her best, how we can get products to her quicker and serve best to the customer. And then they will have their own rating system and everything as well. Can, and also she, from set, this platform, can she set price? Can she say, I'm not doing a shot for 30 bucks a shot. It's got to be 300. I'm that good. And then Procter & Gamble can decide if they want to pay 300 bucks or not. Not at this stage. So at this stage, how we're doing it is we have standard recipes and then we'll be bringing in, bringing in premium recipes. So standard recipes will just be the kind of things that we offer generally like those block styles. Premium will be, for instance, let's say Shelly has a nice rustic kitchen in her house and that's a style that is unique to her because her home, she can then sell that as a recipe and that will be a premium style. So there'll be a bigger incentive for her because she's put on the platform and she can make money from it as well. Um, But also what we know through our economics and the modeling that we put out for this is that creators on average will be able to earn four times more than what their their average salary for a photographer is right now as well. Mm -hmm. So we know there's tremendous kind of upside for them on that end, just because we know that creators just want to create. And if we can get them to just enjoy the process of outputting content, as opposed to doing all the menial tasks behind it, and let us handle that as an ecosystem, we really speed up that process, both for brands and creators. So are you guys profitable today? Are you kind of break even, you're reinvesting everything? Uh, we are reinvesting heavily, reinvesting heavily, but we are profitable as well. So we're working around a 20% margin at the moment. But once it scales out, we see this growing to around a 60% margin. So you guys aren't paying yourself. Then if you're doing six grand a month right now in total revenue, and you have a team of five people, there's somebody that's not taking salary if you have a thousand in profit left every month. That's correct. So our team works in a way where, for instance, this girl that works with us remotely, she works on a contract basis plus commission. Um, and then, for instance, our photographer that works here as well, he, he's on a salary. Um, I don't take a salary at the moment. So I'll just be, you know, just be reinvesting back into the business. Our co-founder doesn't either. Um, so, you know, we, we're quite well uh, laid out to be able to get us to a certain point. But that's exactly why we're at a point where we need to finance ourselves now, because we need to really bring the team in a lot closer and incentivize them a lot more to, to really build this out faster. All right. All right, Omar, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Wow. Um, I'll say the one by Intel's uh, Andy. Gro- uh, uh, Andy high, high Output Management. High Output Management. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, I love that book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, I love Bob Iger. He's not a CEO anymore, but I really, really, really love his story. Well, didn't he? He came back in, didn't he? 
Um, I think he's a chairman right now. Is he? Did he come back in a CEO? I don't know. I thought he came back in. I could be wrong though. But yeah, obviously Dis- Disney CEO for a long time. A lot of growth. Facilitated the Disney Plus launch, and then uh, took a took a leave as chairman. But good. Yeah, good. Great guy. Number three. Um, is there a favorite online tool that you use to build feed sauce? Uh, onboarding tool. Any tool. Sorry. Actually, let me ask you a specific question: Envision or Figma? Oh, good question. Uh, I'm actually a Sketch user. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so neither, but I do appreciate all of them. I used to use Envision a lot, uh, but Sketch is going to be my go-to for a while now. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight. I've got, I, have, I have children. I've got two children now, and I've got another one on the way. Wow. Um, and a, you know, a pregnant wife. So yeah, um, you know, gym is very important to me. So I'm normally up anytime between five and six in the morning at the gym, play with the kids, have a whole day, and then bed anytime between nine and 10 30. Well, Samar, I have to ask yourself, you're not paying yourself from this. Your wife is pregnant. And there's two kids at home. I mean, how the hell are you putting like food on the table and paying rent? You just have a bunch saved up from the agency. Yeah. So from the, so I can do a bit of consultancy from my design kind of background on the side as well. So I have one client that I kind of consult with to kind of just I keep see. things ticking along a little bit as well, which kind of helps. Um, and my wife is, she's actually a, 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 a beauty influencer on Instagram. She's got half a million followers herself. Oh, wow. So she's got a, yeah, she's got a great little following and a great little brand she's built up. So she manages to have a nice little income stream going for her as well. That's me. Yeah. You mean you see all these people that says like TikToker can charge 50 grand per TikTok. And I go, I wonder what like a <laughs> micro, I wonder someone like your wife, right? Like what she could probably pull in a grand per post, right? Something like that. Man, a lot more. You'd be Re- surprised. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot more than that, man. Yeah, it's, you'd, be, you'd be really surprised. And people sign endorsement deals as well now. So you'll get brands that will sign you for $100,000 for a year, man, just to, just to not use any other product. You know? So let's say it's a hair care brand. They say for the next year, we only want you to use our hair care product. And that comes out of price and they're willing to pay it, man. So, but there was, also bear in mind, there's tremendous returns for them. If you see their revenues uh, and, and, and what it does for influencers, just to give you an example, like a brand back in February would have paid a, let's say around $10,000 for, for a month's worth of exposure. And they would have made $100,000 on the back end Jeez. from that one expo- uh, channel of exposure. So yeah, they do really well. And it's also great for the influencers because they can then build up uh, lucrative cost and uh, incentive models for themselves as well, where they can take equity in brands. Of course. Yeah. All right. And, and so how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Ooh, how to engineer right now, I think. <laughs> guys, <laughs> that definitely help me and save a lot of money. <laughs> guys, there you have it. Feed Sauce, helping big brands get photography and product shots done in a very modular way. They're also allowing creators with studios all around the world to sign up on the platform to take these product shots, create their own galleries, and make money without having to go out and shoot weddings in person these days, which you can't really do with COVID. They're raising a million bucks on a $5 million pre-money valuation, doing $6,000 a month right now in revenue. Omar, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks so much. And Nathan, if anyone wants to get in touch, my email is omar at feedsource.com. My inbox is open, so I'm more than happy to, to invite anyone for a conversation. Thank you, sir.